Welcome back, Gameaholics. After a brief hiatus due to some microphone issues and some unfortunate, what we will call lost tape episodes, we've had a bit of a break. Uh, I think we're four, we four weeks potentially since our last pod came out, um, but we're so happy to be back. We've figured out the majority of our audio issues, thank God, and we are ready to keep recording. And to be honest, we've kind of changed April into our indie month. So we have a bunch of really cool indie games that are coming on through the pipe. Welcoming back to the podcast, because it may have been four weeks since you've heard my voice, but I feel like it's been seven weeks since they've heard yours. Welcome back, Colin. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. I'm ready to rock and roll in Indie Month. It's last one we did for Indie Month, Luke, was December 2021. That's so it's been a, been a bit of hiatus since we did one of these uh, featured months for these games. About a year and a half, and like Indie Months are absolutely fantastic they give us you know the ability to try games that i think i wouldn't otherwise be trying because they're not like those triple a action adventure shoot 'em up titles they ain't the a-lister games it's weird because sort of i guess the games that we've selected in terms of what we want to do for indie month they all sort of have a common theme and it's sort of almost like psychological horror in a way whereas we're thinking about you know today today and i guess we should start off by this we're reviewing a game called One by 101 Studios, which is called The Suicide of Rachel Foster, which is sort of a walking simulation in a way, I'll say. Um, but also, because, like, you know, it's, it's a walking simulation. You're stuck in this hotel. I want to, sorry, I want to say um, this game gave me heavy vibes between um, a game called what happened to Edith Finch and a mix between our favorite game, Firewatcher. Yeah, I got and, Firewatch. And, and, I got Firewatch and, vibes. Yeah, and it gave me vibes of that because of how the game basically takes place with your protagonist, Nicole, and a person on the phone or walkie-talkie and almost in a sense like Firewatcher right. with, with Irving. Like the same in Firewatcher when you had the main guy walking through like the camp forest stuff and you had another watcher across like a canyon valley that you couldn't get to but she was always on walkie talkies with you so it was kind of the same vibe to me and there's always that and we'll get into it but the twist was pretty i think pretty like on point where you even said like it was the most obvious thing in the world but it was such a i thought it was such a good game overall and i'm so excited to review this game as the first game of this official indie month so like we said, the game is called The Suicide of Rachel Foster, and this game follows a grown woman, I believe now at this point, who whose family owns a hotel that is very overlooky for anybody who's seen The Shining and understands what the Overlook Hotel is. This gives you Overlook Hotel vibes. You're in this snowstorm in... Where? where it was Montana. Is Cheyenne, right? No, Helena. Helena, Montana. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. or Wisconsin. It was. It was. I think it was Montana because I remember looking at her like hockey fo- photos, right, and I right. think it's in Montana and all that stuff. Re- regardless, so. we're 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 not from America, but I know that it's whatever state Helena is in. That's what I know for sure. So we are. It's it's whatever one it is. I think Colin's probably right. I feel like I need to know my American uh, state capitals a little bit more. Um, but this game basically follows a, you know, adult woman. As she goes to this abandoned hotel that her father lived at in order to sort of close up and sell this hotel because her father has passed away. Um, 
she hasn't talked to her father in years due to a very traumatic incident, which um, I don't know about you. I, I guess question to start this off. There is some very intense trigger warning, like graphic content warnings at the beginning of this game. Like very intense. Yeah. It, it, I guess a good thing to talk about before we even get really get into the game is it, it goes heavily into some sexual assault situations, um, some suicide, obviously from the title, you can just pick that up. As well as, you know, grooming of a minor yes. is also something that they talk about. Um, so they really, they really set the tone early with those uh, warnings just because I'm sure um, there's many people out there that deal with those situations and obviously it, it's something that people maybe don't want to think about or maybe it's tough to talk about um so maybe if they're just like you know video games like something where you always think about having some fun maybe it's a adventure or even if it's a horror game like it's a it's something like like keep your mind away from reality in a sense i think and i think sometimes um these games can hit close to home and i think that's a big reason why they probably had the trigger warning well up. and I, I don't know if you saw at the end of the trigger warning it actually says if, if you've experienced any of this like you should not play this game and you should, you know, go go seek help or talk to friends or do sort of some sort of coping mechanism or exercise to to deal with this prior to playing this game because it's, yeah, like I mean th- that that's sort of the whole premise of this game is we have this young girl who you know um, I guess when she was younger her father had an affair with a sixteen year old the sixteen year old became pregnant um, committed suicide and the mom and the daughter packed up and left. The dad named Leonard, haven't heard from him in a while. So we're sort of, you know, we, we can talk about the story as much as we probably, until we're blue in the face, but um, I, I, I think that this podcast has gone beyond just talking through stories and talking more about the the adventure and sort of the, the experience we had when we were playing this game. Totally. And I mean, uh, the whole premise of the game is she goes back to this hotel basically because her father passed. It's been four years, I believe, since the hotel was even up and running from what it sounded like. And um, now she's going up there just to sell it and just like kind of have someone come by and like do an inspection of it, which obviously as you play the game, you learn out the inspector's never coming, essentially. And in, well, the, the key thing, and like in any horror movie, any psychological thriller movie, The Shining, the same thing happens, right? The radio goes off and somebody says, there is a blizzard coming, which was true. There is a blizzard coming, and you're not going to be able to leave this hotel because this full snowstorm will literally have you shut down. Again, similar to the Overlook Hotel and The Shining. So I, I feel like this Overlook and The Shining comes across as being a very um, inspiring movie for you know this game and how they sort of did the whole premise of this game. It seems very Shining-esque, very Stephen king yeah, and um, for how heavy the topic of the game is, it's actually, like I thought, it was just a very, it was just an interesting story in a sense where like you realize there's a lot of little details you may not notice in your day-to-day life, but it's such a bigger, just a bigger part of like another person's story. And I think you learn a lot through that. Um, but all at the same time, I thought there was like some pretty like, um, just like cool moments with like the two main characters in this, uh, with whether it's Nicole who you're playing as, and obviously the person on the on the cell phone is Irvin who pretends to be I think it was a KPG or something like that. Uh, FEMA. 
FEMA. So he's yeah, like, be FEMA. so he's just constantly talking to her on the phone as she goes through this hotel and um, unravels a mystery in a sense, but also at the same time goes back and kind of reflects on what happened, which was why she hasn't been to this hotel. And I think it was about 10 years. Because I think the story takes place in 1993. Yeah, it's in the 90s. For yeah, sure, it's right? early. It's I early 90s. I don't know when, but but yeah. I think she leaves the place in 83. So she left as a, I, it sounds like a high schooler. Or she was in high no, school. No, was in high school. Because she, she was playing hockey. Yeah, but she wasn't a high schooler. Oh, she was in college? Because she forgets that. No, she's younger. I think she was like 13, probably. Oh, so she's like an early adult then. She's like 23, 24. Well, I just, I just, the way that I think about it is like, um, she was too young to, she was so young that she repressed those memories. Mm-hmm. And you don't do that when you're in high school or, or 18 like or that. something. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it's something that, you know, she clearly was a lot younger. Um, that, that, that would, you know, not stay in your head, right? Like, so the, the the one thing that I thought was really good, and you kind of already brought this up, but like, I think to be able to like a character who you never see, aka Irving, and like a relationship between two people and whatever, the writing needs to be strong. And I think that they nailed that. I think they knocked that out of the park. Not even the, the writing. It's just the fact that like, as an actor... I don't know who they are, but as a voice actor, anyways, they they both killed it with like how like you can you could feel the banter between the two of them. You could feel the emotion between both their voices. 100%. It was it, it gave me like I said, we already ta- attested to it, but like it was very firewatchery where it had that same type of vibe. Because I, yeah, and honestly, like just the joking around, the the like caring between them, right? Like I know there's the parts where he's she's like, oh, you didn't go home. He's like, no, I was up all night in case you needed something, like. All that kind of stuff. The date. I don't know if you got a date off of him. Yeah, yeah, I did. But I got. It, but he's like, well, what about the drink at the end? All that. Yeah, stuff yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, the the game also covers a lot of different things, including obviously the terrible things that have gone on. But it also really like talks about you know, um, ghosts. Like we we kind of get into the like th- this whole game. You're walking through this hotel, and it always feels. I was on edge the whole time playing that game. The hairs on the back of my neck were just shot right up because every time I open a door, every time something happens, I'm expecting a ghost or a demon or something to like run at me. It was very eerie in a sense where you're ex- like, I think that again, that was also very firewatchery where like there was always like someone watching you. Right. And you're always like, what's going on? And you play multiple days like in firewatch um, I think it got to what I think a full week, maybe. maybe. Firewatch was like day like thirty. No, no, sorry, no, like not Firewatch, nine, but like nine. But it was nine days. Yeah, nine days. Yeah, I remember it was just over a week, so it, it was it was it was just weird because like as you're going in these rooms, um, you feel like there's always something around you or presence wise, and then at some point it ends up becoming like a ghost hunt where you actually get like the like the. The items, and you're like kind of putting in the, the air. The audio, and yeah. And you're, li- listening, you're listening for static and audio, and it makes it more eerie. I think the creepiest part for me in that game was, or at least one of them, was when the lights, like the power goes out, and you're just pressing like the, the flash I, to go around the rooms. Well, and that's that's what this game did so well is they were able to keep that feeling of horror up the entire game, like. I'll tell you what, if I played through this game again, it would be a completely different experience because I know. I think I think this game as a like a one-off is like you're you're dialed. Like every single time I was like 
one of the one of the trophies I got. I'm not sure if you got this achievement, but I was when I first got that like um, audio radar thing. I was using it all the time, and you start hearing people voices in the walls and you actually get a, a like a trophy pop-up that's like hearing the hotel's voices or something like that and it's it's creepy like it just i don't know and like chasing around that clinking sound horrified me too yeah the clinking sound was in, on christmas yeah yeah and you find out it's like the chandeliers where all the chandeliers have been taken down you're like what am i hearing kind of deal yeah like it was like did it make you feel more on on edge when you found out Irving was in the hotel the whole time just doing stuff I knew he was oh you had that feeling knew yeah knew the big reveal in the end of this game um, is that Irving um, is the sister of Rachel who committed suicide brother um, oh brother sorry yeah um, I was trying to say Rachel was a sister but yeah um, the brother of Rachel and he the other part that really confuses me is where he kind of just says like I don't have the power to figure out what happened, but I want you to do it. Because he doesn't just have, like, the... I don't want to say the guts, because that seems weird, but he just doesn't have, like, the strength to truly find out what happened to his sister, so that's why he brings you there. Yeah, and then you obviously find the ending, and you understand what happened, you unravel it, and then he says thank you, and he's like... He's like, and she's like, you didn't know? And he's like, no, like you did it for me. But you must have kind of known. You had to. You, anyone, anyone with a, he just didn't know. He didn't find the blanket with the retainer in it. I think that was like the big, as soon as that was in the mom's car, I knew the mom did it though, like way earlier. Oh yeah. Know what I thought it was though. So you know how actually super freaking creepy. Remember when you go into that crawl space and there's all the mannequins and and then there's the one mannequin. I thought she killed him, her. Oh, I really? thought I thought that like Nicole killed Rachel, because I was like she was playing hockey, you know, like she was one that was playing hockey. And but so, I mean, but then she's like, why is my hockey stick in here? Because I thought that she killed her and blacked it out. But it was close. The mum killed her and Rachel blacked it out. Or not Rachel, sorry, um, Nicole blacked it out. So like I don't know. I was I, you know, there was just a lot, kind of that was pointing towards this guy. I mean. And I called this guy out. He's like, yeah, the soup's on, like, the fourth counter and, like, the third fridge. And it's just like, she's like, how do you know that? And his excuse is so bad. He's like, I've been there a couple times to drop your father off food as a FEMA agent. It's like, okay, so you know where, like, the boiler is. is. You know where, like, these hidden passageways are. You know that these, like, things are here. I was like, there's no chance. Like, there's no chance I'm buying this right now. Right? Yeah, I like the fact, though, that you could have dialogue with him and answer, like, like you had choices between two options. Like, yeah. Like, one where you're kind of being a dick to him, or one where you're, like, being, con- like, considerate and, like, kind of more, like, lovey-dovey with him. And the banter between the two of them was great. Yeah, totally. At one point, when they are actually flirting, I'm like, this is getting weird. Like, when the the date part? Yeah. Yeah. But when he's like, he's like, he's like you know, I just care for you. No, it was so nuts when you're trying to listen for the clinking sound, and he's kind of going off. And it's, I think the dialogue options are reading my mind at that point. Because it's like, yeah, you know, like, Nicole, like, I just, like, I really care, blah, 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 blah. And then it's just like, I understand that, but, like, I, 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 can we talk about this in a bit? And he's just like, well, I gotta go. And it's just like, well, no, I'm not trying to be a dick. Because, like, you're not trying to be a dick. Like, you're literally just, like, trying to figure out where this, like, sound is coming from. Um, and, you know, one part that we haven't talked about that, like, shook, honestly made me the probably one of the most uncomfy is 
finding the replica bedroom for her. That that broke me. That was like the most nuts part of the game. That, that was like, that's part where I felt really uneasy. Like that I, was the game where I was like I was like oh. I thought I was, like, you, I was like I don't like that at all. What, I thought my first thought was oh like he was keeping her captive down here. And things, yes, and me too. That was this is nuts. That was that was yeah. what I thought too. I was like I was like she's she's alive. Because remember the people like there was like oh like high school friends saw her in the hotel ten years later or like this person saw this or like blah 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 and I thought when I was talking about the ghosts in the walls I thought that that was just her living in the hotel in the walls but then when I started reading more and I saw that like oh wait no her body was found like she was her body was recovered. so there's no chance that like I was so confused I was like is there somebody else here and then I thought for a while but then the timing didn't make sense that Irving was their child. That was what I, that was what I initially thought was yeah. that Irving was her child. But like going into that room and then like finding like okay and like we're, I'm just gonna throw this word out there and we might get canceled, but it's in the game. There's that like you f- go into the, like the kids' bedroom and on the chalkboard you see like the R word like retard like written on the chalkboard. That was what confused me the most because that's when I realized there's no chance that little girl lived in there. Like why would that word be written on that chalkboard if that little girl lived in there? Yeah. It almost seemed like it was a like a dollhouse, like a set. I just didn't. It just like, uh, it just oh that part with like the whole, like replica bedroom, and then him she leaving. She's like, who did this? Yeah. Did and she's like, your father loved her. And he's like, I, shoot, he's like, huge. You never do that. And he's like, no, but like you don't know him. I I met him the last little bit before he went away. Like he he, he would change. Yeah, he would never. And it's like, and that was insane to me because like I'm like he made it. He definitely did. I don't think Irving made it. No, I thought the dad made it too. Yeah, I, was, I thought I was, the dad was like obsessed. But then like the you know and it, but I don't understand why. Did it did it really explain why he was so obsessed with this one or fa- infatuated with this one particular person? Like, are you talking the Leonard or Irving? Leonard Leonard over Rachel? Because like they they say like in parts of it where she's like she's the most beautiful person in the world. But then well, but then you find out later she had like a speech impediment and she was like, she had, so the reason they used the R word on that chalkboard and the reason they included that in there was because it clearly it was Irving that we found out put that room together. Right. And the reason he put that in there was cause like you said, he she was dyslexic and had a speech impediment. So yeah. I guess he would, he like, he would hear people at school calling her that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why he like put it in there was, I don't even, I don't even understand why he would put something so evil inside. Like, you know, why? Why you put a, such an evil? I, don't, I mean, yeah, but that, that's why it didn't make any sense. Because I'm like, is she, like from from the standpoint of like Leonard was infatuated and like he thought she was the most beautiful person, but then people at school are calling her like you know ret- like retarded. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I didn't understand if the fact that he could take advantage. I of think that, he was trying to take advantage. That, of that's what I mean. So like, it was like it was very well. Also, like, uneasy. Also, right, like you, Leonard was giving her speech lessons in the attic. You know, like Leonard was I don't like that at all. Yeah, well that's exactly exactly. Yeah, yeah, so Leonard was giving and like that's kind of where this get gets like very dark and like the conversation just gets very twisted is like yeah, like he absolutely like groomed this young girl into like there's a part where Nicole was even saying like she was at like a birthday party and like Leonard you could see his like eyes light up when he saw Rachel. I'm like that's 
That's scary. Well, dude, did you remember reading, you read his diary where she'd been dead for five years and he's like, Rachel's crying again. Or like, Rachel's oh, yeah, so he was upset. Like, he, yeah. He's like still seeing her and stuff. And I yeah. was like, which, I mean, we'll get to this in a bit, but like the part to me that's the most confusing is like, this is all going on. It's all very dark and twisted. And then they sort of just add like a ghost supernatural to it at the end. I felt that that was stupid. Like when like they're doing like the Monster Hunter show and they have like the no, video. No, that, and, like, that was the... fine because like for me that was fine because for me I still thought that Rachel was alive in the walls and like she was moving around and she actually and, 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 saw that. And they thought that like there was something like there. But then when Rachel was, you know, was dead, but then when you find out that Rachel's spirit is still in the hotel, I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is supernatural now. And then the part that – the part – and like I know we'll jump around and talk about other stuff, but the part that had me rattled, and I think, and I, I know we've read some reviews and stuff like that, and a lot of people agree, but the part that really like I thought felt very weird is when like Nicole is just automatically in the car at the end with the freaking hose going into the car door. And out of nowhere, though, like, like, where did that come from? Like, what, like, what caused? So, my understanding, and tell me if you think that this is wrong, is like, the ghost of Rachel made her try to kill herself. Yeah, because you, know, with the last, the last thing you see in the 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 game is when she's going back into the house in the hallway. And she's like, "Hi, Rachel," and it fades. You hear the foot. You hear the footprints. Yeah, yeah, you hear the footsteps and stuff. But like, exactly. So that's fine. But then, like, you notice that she so. She calls. She says, "I want to keep the hotel to the lawyer." I think it'd be more nuts. I want. I think it'd be more nuts. Is you know how the you notice how the doors open? Yeah. The whole time, if like Rachel just like walked out or something. Not Rachel. Oh yeah, Rachel walks but, out. But like, ghost though. Yeah, ghost. Rachel. I would hate that. I know. Like I. Just, I know, but that's how the game was like going I at just, that point. Don't don't you think like? But like the conversation at the end when she's in the car and she's like, that's, it's crazy because she's like just basically like, like, I can't wait to see you, mommy and daddy. And she's like, we're gonna no no, and, was and, really, and we're gonna meet Irvin and Rachel and we're gonna have a big family or whatever. But that's weird because the mom killed her. I so know. Like, why is the mom involved? I know. And then like, so I can't wait to see you guys again. And but then, it was also like there's there's a lot of really fucked up kind of com- conversations when when we look at this game and I think for me a couple things is. The fact that I think Leonard also, not sexually, but groomed Irving towards his sister. Because we, we have that one thing where Irving starts talking about how Leonard, like a 50-year-old, and Rachel, a 16-year-old, had a beautiful, innocent love that could have lasted into eternity. But know what my thoughts is on this? I think that Irving and Leonard became like good friends when Irving was younger. And Leonard sort of gaslit him and sort of like... Well, didn't he show him around and like show him all the stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. And th- and then, you know, he, he gaslit him into thinking this is all right. Which very clearly, I think we can all agree it's not. But like yeah. the, the darkest part about this game is that it kind of romanticizes what they did. Yeah. Two star-crossed lovers who couldn't be together. It's like, no! This 50-year-old man, like groomed and sexually like assaulted the 16 year old girl like no i don't know so i think that Ir- like it seemed to me like irving got like you know gaslit or like at least like 
fed into this delusion of Leonard. Yeah, and like he, at the point of the game where like he basically says like he's talking like that, he's like, "You got to finish this for me," and then she goes in the room. How many rooms did you open? How many rooms did you go in? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh. like, okay. The 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 room that you go into right after he has that conversation with you, that dialogue where he says like, "There's a beautiful love," is when you have to like watch like the like the the recording or the film where he because the dad recorded that. Yeah, and the Leonard for you. Yeah, and Leonard's just talking to you. Like, but it's interesting Nikki. because. Can I say one thing though? Hmm. Who do you think helped him record that? Yeah. Irving. I know. Right? It's all it's all set up for the two of them. Do you think, here's a question for you. Did the dad know that the mom killed? I don't think so. That's what I don't know. I don't think so. Because if he did, I think there'd be like a lot more about that. Where I think she killed she killed her, and then I think they just bailed but immediately like, after the kill. And, and and here's where I get now mixed up now that we've sort of talked about all of this and we've talked about the ghost and talked about the kill and blah, 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 blah. But like, why was she, I, just her going in the car to kill herself made no sense to me. Because at the end of the thing when Irvin's like killing himself, he's like, I'm going, yeah. I'm going home. Yeah. Which I thought that was crazy too. Yeah, it was I crazy. Think, yeah. I think she was like, no, like, you can't leave me alone. And then she thought she was all alone. And she said, breaking down. I think that's why she's like, I'm just going to kill myself and be with him. But you don't think that it was because of the ghost? You think the ghost, like, had, like... Possessed her a little bit? Yeah. Because did you... Question for you. Did you have to actually start the car? Yeah. Yeah. And then I pressed turn off and it wouldn't turn off. And then it said turn off, question mark. And I pressed turn off and it said turn off, dot, 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 question mark. I pressed it three times and it turned off finally. Yeah. But, like... Don't you think, like, this is going to sound insane, but, like, don't you think that, like, with, okay, with the title of a game called The Suicide of Rachel Foster, and then you sort of cheapen suicide at the end of it, personally. Totally. But like, I think that's the whole mystery of the game, is that you're trying to find out what actually happened. But then at the end, two characters just kill themselves. And it's just like, okay, like, what? What, what do we gain from this as a story? I get, I will say Irving's is maybe acceptable, but like the fact that Nicole's just in, in the car killing herself, I was like, this can't be what this is. You know, like I was like, the, you, you just can't have that happen because it just doesn't like really fit the theme of this whole game. But I think it does in a sense because I, <clears throat> the way I see it is, they both are going through this traumatic thing together. And at yes. the end, they feel like they didn't do enough when they were with Rachel, which I mean, yeah, but also it's like if you're saying she's 13, you're this, 13 and he's, and he's kid, yeah. eight or whatever he is. Yeah, you were a 13 year old kid or whatever. And, he, and he's like eight years old or something and he didn't understand. It's like, what were you supposed to do? And I understand the point of like, if you're seeing like this happen in front of you i'm sure you could maybe try and stop it but again these two are this is back in the 70s now we're playing or early 80s where like i don't think people were a hundred percent aware of what's happening yeah. and um i mean they repressed it or oppressed it or whatever but i think like it just it's a tough obviously it's a tough subject to like even, just talking about this on the pod like it's just making me feel like not great it's just a very heavy pod yeah to get and back into. but like it's just uh the, i think the reason why they're like okay let's end it all 
to, is because they just couldn't bear the feeling that they couldn't do anything to help Rachel through the whole but, process. So they feel like their lives are now not worth living, I assume. And, and I feel like that's the reason why Irving said, I'm going home to you. Like, this is like, I don't need to be okay, here anymore. But again, my, Irving... my, my chapter is complete or okay. my, my story is complete. Hear me out though. Which I thought was weird though. Cause like, I think I'm like, Irvin, like you spend your You're whole free, life, buddy. you spent your whole life just basically idolizing your, your dead sister. You're and free. Na- and now you're, you're free. and now you could go on with your life. And then he just, and he's probably like, what, 18 then? Yeah. 19 in this game. Probably. And he just said, there's no more point of living. And okay, but like his, I get more than Nicole's though, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I get it because he was he basically just he was basically abused by Leonard too. It was it's what it totally. sounds like. Yeah. So now he said, I can I can end it too. But now. but 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 now here's here's where I have these problems now. Why would why would Nicole want to join her mother, who she just found out as a murderer, her father, who still was a bad bad man. A girl who obviously traumatic things happened to and awful. I feel terrible for her. And her brother who manipulated her for nine days straight. Why is that the group of people she wants to go to? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't get why she wants to also just all of a sudden. The option is you either die or you live and you say, I'm going to keep this. and I'm going to start running it again. What, what is? I, I got to live here. That's what I was going to ask you. What is the significance behind keeping the hotel? Do you understand? I don't. That's why I'm asking. Oh, because Rachel's in the hotel still. Yeah, and she wants to, like, protect her. It makes no sense. Yeah, like, this is, this is, like, the supernatural part of this game is the part that, for me, missed massively. Or she wants to, like, live in suffering and, like, always have remember her. Like, she wants to honor Because the dad still lived there even though it was shut down, right? Like, that was the whole thing, remember? Like, the dad was like, even though this hasn't been open in four years, I'm still living in this hotel because it's my property. Yeah. So he, she now wants to run the hotel? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm not selling. Like, wh- why? Yeah, he's like, can I come here and talk to you about it? And she just hangs up. Then she tries to kill herself. Yeah. So why would you say I'm not selling the hotel and then kill yourself? And then just hold, hold in the mouth. I right? hated that. That, for me, was part of the, that... Ugh. I actually have chills running down my spine. When you look down and you see just in one hand while she's suffocating the retainer. I, I so after the after the ending, I Googled it. I Googled the game a bit, like just like ending. Um and apparently like the good quote unquote good or canon ending is her killing herself. Like that's the that's the how the game's supposed to end. But did it specify why? Because that was, like, supposed to be... They were all supposed to join each other. I mean, I guess. You know what? I can talk shit about the paranormal aspect of this all night because that ruined it for me. I love the steps. I loved all that kind of stuff adding to the creepiness. That was fine because it's, like, could easily be explained as not people or whatever. But then as soon as, like, a ghost comes into the mix, I'm kind of like, you guys have this really heavy story about terrible things that go on in North America on a hourly basis, unfortunately. And you have a way to tell this story in a way that's so impactful. And then you sort of just rub dirt in that by adding 
ghosts to it. I mean, maybe their thought was we can't just do this straight heavy because this is too dark. We need to sort of add something in here just so we can like make this a little bit more unrealistic so people aren't just crying when they finish this game. But like, I don't think they needed to. And I think that the, I think that we could have like a metaphor of the like creepiness that you feel throughout the whole game is just supposed to be those thoughts that she has buried creeping around in her mind. That's, I think how you could explain that. But then the ghost, I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, yeah, the ending just kind of just like fell flat on his face. But like, how do you end that game? You know, I Properly. realistically think this is how I think it should have ended. Are you ready? Yeah. I think she should have done the whole thing. I think she could have even done the footsteps and the hello, Rachel, because to me that symbolizes in her mind, her finally coming to terms with everything that happened with Rachel Foster. Like that, you don't need to see her, but the footsteps, the hello, Rachel, I like all that. I think it just ends with her not selling the hotel. I'm fine with that. And then she just drives off or she does something. But the, the suicide part at the end for me and the conversation with Rachel, because she's like sitting in the car talking to herself, as in she's talking to Rachel. I was looking around, hey, I was like moving the controller around to try to see if like there's, I thought Rachel was going to be in the passenger seat. Or in the back seat or something like that. I thought creepy. we were going to like see her. That'd be creepy. That would be creepy. I thought that's what we were going to see. But we didn't. But like, also I don't understand like, and I don't really know how ghosts work. But she wasn't killed at the hotel. No. So why is her ghost at the hotel? Well, did they specify where she was actually killed? No, because that was, that was the other confusing part. Is Don't you remember? She's like, oh, my mom disappeared for 20 minutes at the hockey game. You missed the last two periods. And like, then she knew the body was in the back. How did she know? Because you'd probably put your hockey bag back there, too. Yeah, maybe. So many unanswered questions. She's wrapped up in a towel. What was it, the blanket? Yeah, the blanket. And you know what I didn't understand? Sorry, another another kind of weird thing. Why do you have to wash the blanket to see the blood, I guess? Yeah, but... But the retainer should have been enough. Because the retainer was in the blanket, too. Would would a, would a blanket from, like, 12 years or 13 years like ago like still, like, run blood like that? I think so. Hmm. I think it. W I think it would. I think it would, because the blood would dry up. It would like paste up, and like I think that it would still turn the water red. Okay. But like I still think there'd be like chunks, probably, or like you know, like yeah. flakes of it. Like it wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't just be like pure red. Yeah. But then I just think that it would have been more impactful if she pulls that out and the retainer falls out. Then I'd be like, oh. Yeah. That retainer upset me. Yeah, you didn't, yesterday Luke and I were like together and like driving somewhere and Luke was like, we got to talk about the game. He's like, that retainer. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to talk about it until we got on the pod. The, the, the retainer just, do you want to know why it upsets me so much? Because hmm. it's the symbol of how young she is. It's the retainer is the, the light in this entire game. That's like, never forget that this is a fucking child. Never forget that this is a retainer-wearing 16-year-old child with a speech impediment. Like, that's I think that's why the retainer upset me the most. And it always shows up. And the part that blew me the fuck away, and I thought it was so beautifully done, is that butterfly that you see in the game is the retainer. Oh, yeah. 
Like every time the game auto saves, every time there's a loading screen, there's that like butterfly, but the butterfly is the ret- is the mouth of the retainer. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I literally, I literally fucking. Chill. Let's jump into ratings because I, I'm, I don't. Know. So what? One last thing I really do want to say before we jump into the ratings, though, is like, um, I, I really just want to specify. I know we really kind of shit talked the ending, and like, I think that this game does cover a lot of really important facts. But like, one part that I just really want to sell, I really, really want to sell in just in general is like, the fact that you're on edge, creeped out the entire time that you're playing this game and nothing ever happens, right? Like, sure, maybe you'll hear like a scratch or maybe you'll hear like a footprint or something like that. Nothing ever happens. It, yeah, well, that's just, a, it is, it does volumes for how horrific and disgusting and disturbing this game actually yeah, is. 100%. That's, that, I, I really want to just point that out there. Like, I know we can probably talk about that in the ratings, but I just thought I would. So... Jumping in, the suicide of Rachel Foster. If we're jumping into characters, I'm going to go off strong here. And just for a game that actually technically only has one one character we can see in it, two characters, the the comp, the like relationship between the two of them was incredible. Dynamic. But unfortunately for me, I didn't like the ending for the characters themselves because I just didn't like how Irving just changed at the drop of a hat. I didn't like how, again, the whole suicide thing with Nicole. So I'm still going to give it high, though. I still want to give it high because I respect it. I'm going to go for a four on that one. Yeah, I did think the change up randomly after you come out of the mannequin room. Yeah. He just says, like, how many doors did you open, Nicky? Yeah. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. He went from this, like, very, like, unlike. Yeah. confident like oh oh are you sure you're there nicole you're there like 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 kind of like scared of talking to nicole to yeah. like, like how many doors and you know he's the one that called her and like had like the voiceover thing 100 like, like, you can't sell or yeah. whatever yeah she's there um yeah i thought still it was so strong i think leonard's character was strong too because even did, though you never even saw him you never yeah. see him but like his impact and his voice when he has his like talking lines i thought were very and even just well done by the voice actor, and it just it really builds up the just like the gut wrenching feeling you feel while playing this game. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I want to say four point five. And background, I think background was so well done. Banging, banging. The hotel, every room was different. But I thought it was very well done. So I have a little bit of a gripe with the gripe with the yes, background that I want. But you know, you go first. You tell me what you're gonna give background, and I'll jump in. I'm gonna give it a four. I think it was very well done, but there is a reason why it wasn't a five. And I so, think that's the reason why why you are going to talk now. And so it's, go it's for it. really go for just it. the reason for me, at least, why this can't be a five is is it's just the the fact that this is a massive, massive map. To be honest, it's very big, and you don't need to go in. I would say thirty three percent of it. You have you will never go into those rooms. And that sucks because it's not like a game where there's items or collectibles or lore or anything like that, right? Like that doesn't exist in here. So to me, it just, it really bugs me that, you know, you have to go in here and like, for example, um, the dining room, you never go in the dining room once. You never go in that dining room once. The other thing is that there's two bathrooms in the far back corner on the main floor. One of them, if you do it on a certain night, triggers a trophy to pop which is the one trophy i missed i got every other trophy except for that one 
but the bathroom's in the middle of nowhere. Like I, I found it randomly when I was looking for the like clinking sound. I just like there's certain parts in that map that you'll never go into, and I think that that's like a huge miss. Like why design? Like if there's items in there or there's something else in there, I get it because you want to explore the whole map. But in a game where that doesn't exist, you're missing out. You're missing out on some like the museum. You don't never have to go in the museum. There's a whole fucking museum in that hotel that you never enter. Yeah. And that just, I don't know, for me that sucks. Yeah, because it, it leaves you wandering or wondering what's in there. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm actually going to give it a three and a half just for that exact reason. What do you think about sound? Uh, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> the sound is an easy five for me just due to the fact that, again, you, you're hearing these footsteps, you're hearing this rustling, even the clinking, uh, even the clinking, even tracking where that clinking is, incredible. Yeah. And I see you re- right off the bat went replayability one, hey? Yeah. Well, I was going to say sound five for me as well. Mm-hmm. I think like you touched on it all. And like even when you were saying like how like you put the sound up the whole time, you could hear the voices in the wall. Yeah. It was just really unsettling. Totally. And replayability is one um, multiple because you know what's going to happen at this point. Like there's no real like secrets. Well, and also like I don't want to play this game again because it just didn't make me feel good. I, I will also give replayability a one because – I made the decision, obviously, not to make her kill herself. Um, and I don't even want to go back and make her kill herself because I don't want to just watch that, you know? I watched it on YouTube. Is it fun? She just, like, coughs until the screen goes basically just, like, full on white. And then she, like, passes out. And, like, Is falls. there any um, no, that's part it. after it? That's it. Oh. I thought there was going to be a call again, yeah. but then nothing happens. Nothing like, happens? Because you're dead. Yeah, I guess so. So, I mean, like, that was kind of whatever and, you know... Like, like you said, Colin, like we kind of talked about in this pod, they do such a good job of instilling fear in you because you think something's coming, but it never comes. And I think that replaying this and knowing that those jump scares never happen or that there's nothing that's going to pop out takes away, um, which is opposite of what we're going to talk about next week in our other podcast, because what they do in that game is incredible. Um, story. <sighs> I'm torn because I think this story is a five. I think it's a five. I think it tackles really important issues. I think it gets you thinking. I think it really puts you in an uncomfortable situation where you have to think about a lot of stuff. But I can't support the ghost side of things. I can't, truly. I can't. It ruined it, eh? It didn't didn't ruin it. But... You know what? I'm going four and a half because I respect this game so much. I'm going four and a half because I actually respect what this game is trying to do. I just can't give it a five because of the ghost stuff. I just can't. I gave it a five because, like, I just feel like the story was so well done. And, like you said, it touches on so much stuff. There's puzzles in it. You have to, like, the the back and forth between the two characters, they're, they're like, going in and you're unraveling what's happening. The puzzles weren't great, though. No, but they were there. And I enjoyed it. Fair. And, like... But, like, around the puzzles was literally them talking about it and yeah. talking through it. And then it helps you a little bit. And I don't really care about the challenging side of the puzzle because you talk about it's a walking simulator. We played walking simulators in the past for indie games. Yeah. And, like, they can still Everybody's have a five-star. Everybody's gone story. to the rapture. Yeah. So, oh, like, man. there's games. And that game was super unsettling, too. So, there's just if you do it well, the story can be a chef's kiss. And I'm going to take it with a chef's kiss on this one. That being said... I think the big target issue and main issue was 
and and what we go go from here is I gave it a seven point eight and Luke gave it a seven point two and that's a very good rating for a game that's that is. so that's so heavily on like some very tough topics that a lot of people don't want to talk about. I sure don't really want to do this podcast. It just makes me feel and like yeah. like I said, doesn't make me feel like good. But it's good inside. But it's yeah. a good thing to talk about, and I think it's a good thing that this game was trying to send a message for. Um, like I said, we talked about at the beginning of the pod where it's like. If you've been through some sort of situation with a, you know, some sort of assault or, this, this, um, but this, or, yeah. or some sort of like situation where it, it can attest but, to this game, it just you, I wouldn't recommend playing it. I wouldn't recommend. I was just gonna say you don't want to play this game. It's not gonna make you feel better. It's not gonna make you feel heard. It, it actually, I think, does the opposite, and it puts people that have never experienced something like that in the shoes of the other people affected in that life. And I think that that's pretty much exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah, and so like again, I if you've been in those situations, it's always good to talk it with some someone, your friends, your family. They'll listen. They're there for you. They support you, hopefully. And like again, I wouldn't recommend doing it if you've ever had to deal with something like this because it's it's very heavy. And we know this was a very heavy pod. Um, something different. We yeah, normally, very we different. We don't normally do that. We're welcome. We're, we're excited to be back. Um, on that note, I think we'll probably kind of put a, put an end on that here. Um, next week, we're going into the game called Oxide Room 104, which is another psychological horror game that is also another indie game. Um, this game's got a lot of great reviews as well that we're really excited to jump into. Um, as always... Uh, our Instagram has been kind of dark for the last little while, but we're going to jump back in and we're really we're really going to try to lift that up. Um, I'm now streaming on Twitch, so a little bit of a plug there. Um, we he's, might, doing, he's doing Oxide 104. I am doing Oxide 104. right now. Um, I'll be doing some of the other indie games that we are going to be ripping through. So if you know you like the pods, you like the indie games, you like hearing us talk, just stay tuned. Chat us, chat me up in the you know on the stream. I love talking to people. Um, and again, thanks for listening, and we're we're happy to be back. Peace. The sun is rising, here we are. I didn't think we'd come this far. I just feel it. This is true 